Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today's episode, uh, actually, before we kick off the episode, uh, I have a new update schedule. Since all this quarantine's happening, I have way more time to make podcasts, and I'm at home pretty much all day, except when I'm outside, getting outside. Uh, and that new time is every Saturday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You know, that may sound weird to some people. But we all don't live in California, so no Pacific time. It's Mountain Standard Time, and I'm not good with time, so I'm not sure how that levels out to everyone else. But that is new update time, and irregular upload updates, uploads, I'll call them, with like friends and stuff, or you know, having a debate or something. Those will be probably around every other Wednesday at around that same five o'clock time, depending. See, it's irregular, so I have that excuse. Uh, so we can just kick off today's episode. Uh, today we're talking about The Prisoner of Cell 25. That is in the Michael Bay series, which is... Who is that by? Let's see. Which is by Richard Paul Evans. Uh, with this series, I actually enjoyed the first half of the series. Uh, it was really interesting. It was a new concept, kind of like Percy Jackson. It introduced new characters, and those characters grew. We saw their growth, and they, you know, it was in a different world than ours. But um, with this series, uh, let's talk over here, the series real quick. This series, uh, it kind of lost me after about book five, and that is the major flaw. So without further ado, let's get this episode started. So, uh, I'll start the episode with a quick little overview of some good things and bad things about this specific book, not the series. This book does really well about easing us in. When I mean easing us, I mean easing us in the world. I mean kind of shoving us in there. And, you know, most books are, you know, the first book of the series is like an introduction. And it lays out the rules and it's like the character realizing his full extent of his power, or whatever it is. And a quick overview, the whole kind of book is about kids with like electrical powers, and the main character, Michael Vey, which the series is named after, uh, he, you know, kind of like, can surge, like, put, like, he can, what's the word, kind of like, surge electricity from his body, like, pulse it, for like a few, you know, feet, I think that was what it was at the beginning, away from his body. Not like, not, he can't like, he's not like Palpatine, shooting it from like his fingers. Like he knew it from all over his body. And he can absorb electricity as well. And you learn that like in the first chapter. So that's not really a spoiler. It just kind of like, boom. You know, you're shoved into this world and it's just really unique. I've not seen this done before like Percy Jackson still. He eased us into the world with Percy also learning about this world. And some bad things about this book is, with most first books, I've learned that the pacing is kind of bad. It's fast in some parts, and you're like, whoa, that should have been slowed down. And in other parts, it's like, this scene has been going on for a few chapters. Let it end. (laughs) But other than that, this book is actually pretty neat. The story is pretty smooth. The characters, they grow. You start to, you know, 
you, you get your game, basically. Most first books should establish this kind of these boundaries of the gang. You know, you got some characters that, you know, are stereotypical, and you got unique characters, characters with interesting backstories, characters that have hidden pa- hidden pasts that are like keys to the future. And that's what this does, and I think that's really well. And, you know, the story is really interesting. It's pretty unique. But some parts, you know, I say I was focused on the book, but with the series, the story kind of gets, so I a trash truck outside, but the story kind of gets caught up in itself. It tries to branch, but does it unsuccessfully, so it just becomes like a tangled mess of vines than an intricate art piece. So that's, uh, sorry, that's kind of the problem I have, but up to book five. It's solid. Book six was pretty cool because it was very actiony, you know, very fast paced. Book seven was just a nightmare in my opinion. Like, you should read it to finish the series, but I give it like a three out of ten for how not bad, but for how just of a mess it was. You know, like it was good. You know, like I ain't taking away this guy's author status. And he is a New York best-seller author. But, you know, that was just kind of a mistake. It was like, I'm not trying to be me. It was like the baby that was dropped as a child. It was just how bad it was. Not bad. It was like bad. Just how much of a mess. And if that book was different, you know, like if it, you know, was better, you know, more cleaned up, more, you know, smoothed up, more sanded, the edges were more sanded off, it could have been a nice, you know, finishing to this great story. But this first book is definitely a great introductory book. It definitely was interesting, and it is more labeled toward younger audiences. You can read it, but I recommend, like, if you're a high schooler, it may be like, oh, this is really kiddish. But if you're a middle schooler, elementary schooler, you know, this could be a good book to start getting into some longer books. Because, you know, they are about... Let me check this first book. The first book is around, like, 326 pages. That's not bad. And for me, this book goes really fast. But that's just how I read. And so, we'll go on to, you know, our classic. We'll talk about the characters. Then the story. And then we'll finish off with the mistakes of this book. You know, because there are some. So now we'll get into our first topic, which is the characters. You gotta love the characters. The whole base of the story. Just learned. I I just learned. I gotta like tap the trackpad. I'm doing this on a Chromebook. <laughs> Sometimes if I click it, you can hear it in the audio. But um, go on to the characters. Characters, they're pretty solid in this first book. You know, you have your classic bullies, but the bullies are actually kind of intricate. You know, because they were bullied as well. And some books kind of forget to add that. But the main character, we'll talk about the main character for a second here, Michael Vay. Mike Vay, that's <laughs> but <laughs> Michael Vay, he's he's kind of your stereotypical main character, and that's the one part I don't really like about him. You know, he's not the biggest, he's kind of the bullied. He's you know, he only has like a friend, and then he gets kind of pushed into being this very famous, very popular kid. 
But uh, he's, you know, I just, I just say he's stereotypical. He's, you know, he's nice. He's he's good, you know. The main character stereotype isn't bad, you know. It's good. You know, it's not outstanding, but it's not bad. And that's what most characters are. It's just, you know, he does have some, you know, unique kind of arcs, I guess you could say, later. And you guys get, you know, a little bit of backstory, a little bit, you know, cooler, is the word, I guess. But just in this first book, which we are talking about, he's just bland a little bit. And that's where the majority of this book falls short is, you know, it is the first book, so you can't hound on it too hard. But the characters are bland. And, yeah, that's just the one thing. And so I guess we'll go to the second character, whose name is, shoot, what's his name? I forgot his name. I just read this book and I forgot his name. Um. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Give me. Don't want to stop it, but then again. Uh, Austin. Spelled with an O. Austin. He's the very smart, nerdy kid who gets picked on. There's the other stereotype. Ah. Uh, sorry, my throat. The other stereotype of being a bullied, you know, there's the two. There's the fat and the skinny. You know, Michael Vay is the skinny, mean not as muscular, and then Austin's the eats too much, plays too much video games, but is also outrageously smart. He's that stereotype, and you know, he's he's unique. You know, like he's from Texas, and his parents don't know how to spell, so his name is O S T I N, not A U S T I N Austin. But, again, with this, I can't think of anything extraordinary in this first book, at least for this character. It's just, he's just bland. Again, these, the two main characters, two two main main characters, are really bland in this book. But they do get more interesting. You know, Austin gets ripped in the later books, and he's really cool in the later books. But, like, in this first book, it's just too bland for a first book, in my opinion. Again, that's right. It's just bland. It's all around bland. Uh, bullies, stereotypical bullies. Jack, he's, you know, like the guy's been held back three times. Who, you know, bullies little kids that can feel better about himself. All because his dad's an alcoholic. That is a classic story. That has been used so many times in TV shows, movies, and books. Again, it goes on this bland trend. And even in the main character's love interest, Taylor... She is very stereotypical, rich kid Californian. Not, you know, not making fun of the Californians, but making fun of the Californians. They are very stereotypical. And again, bland, stereotypical. Not what you want for a first book. You know, Percy Jackson being sent away. Why is he sent away? You don't know. You want to know. That was, that's what makes Percy interesting. Michael Vay, you know, he doesn't have a dad, really, as well. But even if that kind of whole story gets ruined in the last book. So, you know, first, you know, reading it for the first time, pretty interesting, pretty fun. Reading it for the second or third time, really boring. Every time you read, you should gain something from it. Like, you know, gain a little, like, insight in the story because you know what's going to happen. But it's like the the author didn't know where he was going with the series. 
he didn't pick an end point. He picked a beginning, a middle, but not an end. So the story was smooth up until the fourth or fifth book, and then immediately declined in the sixth and the seventh. Not saying they were bad books again, but just weren't extraordinary. And it all, you know, folds back to the characters, which are bland, stereotypical, not what you want for a book set in a fictional universe. They need to be unique and extraordinary, at least to some extent. So, next, we're going to dig into this story, which is, of course, the main, main, main part of the book, the story. And, not going to lie, these the first few books, the story is smooth. It is continuous, which sometimes I don't like when a story is continuous, but he does it pretty well. He pulls it out. Uh, you know, like the first three books are kind of like a continuous story and, you know, follows the characters as more characters get in, more of the game. You learn more about this, you know, how are they called? More about this organization called, shoot, what are they called? Uh, I forgot what they're called. Again, I... Shoot, I know, it's just me flipping through a book. Uh... I'll get back to what it's called. But it's like a major, you know, organization after kids, led by a mistrusted doctor... It, you've all seen it before, you know? It's like the main plot of Stranger Things. Put modern times, put with more kids with powers. That's all it is. And, you know, minus old dimensional crap. Uh... Yeah, I can't find it. I, it's on the tip of my tongue. It is really on the tip of my tongue. Um... I don't know. I, it's like... You know, I... I give up on that. But it's based... It's kind of not really a bland story. It's an old concept turned new. That's interesting. You know, we're like big corporations after kids with powers. Wow. They got the whole story summed up in five words or something. Don't want to count. But he kind of makes it new... By the characters, you know, they are bland, but there are some characters that bring out the story. Characters, you know, that have passed that you don't know until, like, the third or fourth book. And, you know, you shouldn't bring out all your secrets, all your big guns, necessarily. And if you're just brave for the first book, which doesn't sound good for a series, but when you just brave through it, you know, and read it, it's just a starter book, again. The second, third book is where it really picks up, and it's really interesting. And the one thing I like about, not really this first book. This first book takes place in Idaho, in California. But the rest of it, the rest of the series takes place all around the world. And that's pretty interesting. You know, they go to Australia for a time. They go to these islands that I never heard of. And, you know, it brings for some good character development brings out that but when the story kind of lacks in this first book you know that's not a good sign for the rest of your series you kind of you just gotta 
guess, tough through it, you know, like, just, just read. It may be painful, but once you get this first book over with, the rest of the series is great. The story picks up, the story gets better, the story gets more in-depth, and the story just overall, overall improves. It's like he was writing the books, writing the story while writing the books. You know, I want to be an author, and from what I know, you can't, you shouldn't do that. I mean, you can. It can make it for interesting if you're doing it on purpose. But it felt like he wasn't doing it on purpose. It was just how he wrote the book. And that's how the story fails. You know? Like, if you give a number of, like, kids, you you got to be prepared to back up that number. If you've read the series, or will, because of this video, or podcast, you will know what I'm talking about. Like, if, you know... I ask a text message. Um, oh my gosh, okay. My phone's blowing up. Okay, give me a second. No, but, uh, Charles, go ahead. <laughs> if, you know, if you say there are five people and you only show four and you get to the last chapter of your book, you got a problem. That character, that last character, I mean, unless you're doing that purpose, unless that last character is, like, mysterious or something. But if you just space out because you forgot about it, that doesn't bode well. And that's where the story ultimately fails. It doesn't loop back. It's just a continuous line. And like Marvel and all that, they looped back. They went back to its old movies and went back to its old story. It went back to its heart. Percy Jackson has done that repeatedly by going back to Percy Jackson. All these series loop back to him, but, you know, the, the story doesn't really go, it just goes in a straight line. It never revisits the past. And that is, you know, kind of where this series ultimately fails, is that the story in some points is non-existent. And that's what you need to take out of this, is the story non-existent in some parts. It's just... Someone writing a story. Not writing a story. Someone just writing what that's is on their mind. And you know, I'm not trying to bash Richard Paul Evans, but that is where the series ultimately falls up short for me. You know, I may be hating this one, but hating on this book series, but I actually kinda liked it. It was enjoyable the first time I read it. I started reading it because I needed a book for a trip to New York. Because it's gonna be like a week and I love to read. So I just picked it up, and I actually enjoyed it first time around. Second time around, not as much. Third time around, not as much. But hold on to this first read if you are going to read it, or if you have read it. You know what I'm talking about. Hang on to the first time you read it. And now on to our last segment. So now on to the last rant, or also known as the mistakes of this book. <laughs> I've already been talking about this, but I'm just going to talk a little quick thing about good Pros and cons. Pro, great opener book. It makes you want more. Con, in that, it makes itself purposely bland. And some, it's good from one perspective and bad from every other perspective. <laughs> but, you know, overall, good book. You know, uh, one good thing about it, the name. I love the name. 
you know, minus Michael Vick. I honestly don't like it when a series is named after a person. Percy Jackson is one exception. But the prisoner of cell 25. Whoa, what is cell 25? Who is the prisoner? Of course, it's Michael But <laughs> it, it makes it, you know, dark and foreboding. Like the prisoner, is he going to die? Is he mentally insane? And what I loved... Gets, his book series got to the end of the series. Main character just wakes up. Turns out he's just insane. And he's crazy. I would have done that because that would have been funny. And it would have been, like, pretty interesting to read if it was just a fever dream. Uh, you know, Khan is the rest of the book series' names. They kind of, they try to go, kind of try to, like, ride on this trend of dark foreboding idea-sparking names, but they just crash and burn with it. They're just like, wait, how did that relate to the book? Like, um, you know, this title was used near the end of the book. You'll understand why it's called that. You know, but it never loops back to that. It never goes back to Cell 25. They bring it back to Cell 26, which is not smart. You've got, you can't bode into these cliches. You have to create your own you have to put your foot down and, you know, actually be smart with your story. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, overall, good read. I give it... Yeah, right. I'm going to wait for a second before I give my review. But, you know, just... It is... It is pretty interesting. Like, The Battle of the Ampere is the second book. The third book is The Rise of the Elgin. Elgin! Elgin, whatever it's called. That is the corporation's name. It was right in front of me the entire time. <laughs> Sorry about But the corporation that's after them is the El- Elgin, Elgin, something. It's like an electrical company. Wow, an electrical company. Wow, electric kids. Wow. Uh, but the other names, like Hunt for Jade, Jade Dragon. Pretty interesting. Storm of Lightning. Okay. Fall of Hades. You know. Not bad. Fall of Hades is one of my favorite books. Not because of the story, because of the action. The action was actually pretty peak. But in the final spark, I didn't like that. That just, it sounded like a Pokemon move. The final spark. But, you know, it wasn't really that bad. But, uh, so that is just, you know, the last rant. So now, on to the rating. Okay, so this book, you know, I give it, uh, this first book, a solid 7.5 out of 10. Wasn't bad. Wasn't good. But with the 75, I'd say you should read it. It gets my, you should read it, just to see a good and bad example. I recommend you read it. The rest of the series, up to your own risk. You know, if you want to, you can. You may want to because this first book, but up until book 7. Books one through six, spot on. And, you know, the relationships are kind of real. There's there's some turns and surprises, but they are pretty seeable. Like, you can just tell that that's going to happen. And, you know, but in my opinion, wasn't so bad. So, it's a 7.5, and I think you guys should read it. Uh, yeah. And lastly... Thank you for getting to this part of the episode. 
Uh, if you can, share this podcast with a friend. I'm, I'm not sure which one's updated because I changed the name of this podcast. So some uh, some websites may not be updated. So you may have to go look for the Books and Bagels podcast, which I changed the name because the Books and Bagels club was the club of the book club at my school. And I felt kind of weird. And also, I didn't really, didn't really like the name. I don't know why I chose it in the first place. But uh, Literature Today is the new name of the podcast. So please share it with a friend. You know, get help me get my name out there, you know. If, you know, if you know someone who enjoys books, go up and talk to them about this. You know, some of my early stuff may be cringy on this podcast. That's just kind of who I am. <laughs> but just... There should be something here for everyone once I get a bunch of series uploaded. Next Saturday is going to be Percy Jackson, uh, what's it called? The Titan's Curse, book three. That's going to be next. And this Wednesday, I'm hoping to get some friends together, at least a friend or two. And we're going to be talking about some realism in movies and TV shows and medias. I'm going to do that regardless, with or without my friends, but school. That's not going to be uh, today. Actually, I'm recording this on Wednesday the 1st. But uh, that's not going to be. That's going to be Wednesday the 8th, you should expect. Uh, a regular podcast upload. And uh, hope you guys all have a great quarantine. And there is an ambulance outside. So thank you guys all for listening today. And you guys all have a terrific week.